Welcome, I'm David Nurse, MBA shooting coach turned life optimization coach, speaker, author, leader of all types. On this show, we bring on high performers, athletes, CEOs, entrepreneurs, people doing amazing things in this world, but they weren't always at that spot. And we talk about how they got through their stuck situation and made their pivot to achieve their success. So join me every week as we pivot and go. I'm dreaming vivid, so I'm living my goals. Written to existence, you know I'm doing the most. I'm steady winning, having breakfast for dinner, cause I'm always giving the toast. I live that 1% of lifestyle, didn't you know? Doing what I can just to get in the zone. Incremental change to help you get in the flow. But if you hit the wall, gotta pivot and go. Switch your perspective and go for the goal. That ain't the end of the road, just pivot and go. Ron White, welcome, and it is an unbelievable blessing to have you on here, and just like everybody that probably talks to you, I'm horrible at memorization, but I think it's probably only because of choice, and I don't have the best practices in here, and you are the memorization expert, two-time U.S. champion. Ron, why did you become obsessed with memory? Well, you know, uh, I am 48 years old, uh, and I've said that you've heard me say this. I know that that sounds crazy because I look like I'm 27, but uh, I'm not. Uh, I, I'm 40, 48 years old, and I, at the age of 18, uh, I was a telemarketer calling people, hey, can we clean your chimney? Can we clean your chimney? Can we clean your chimney? And as an 18-year-old kid, I called this guy. I tried to convince him he needed his chimney cleaned, you know, like Mary Poppins or whatever, chimney sweeps. And uh, he was like, no, I don't want my chimney, but you keep overcoming my objections. Why don't you go to work for me selling memory seminars? And I became just obsessed with it then because I had, you know, it's kind of like if that was the first time I'd ever heard of memory training, I would have been a little bit, I don't, you know, whatever. I don't know. But back in the 1980s, there was a guy on The Tonight Show named Harry Lorraine, and he memorized everybody's names in the audience and a deck of cards and all this other stuff. And I, so I knew about it. And then there was this infomercial on TV called Mega Memory by a guy named Kevin Trudeau in the, in the late eighties. And I'd seen that. So my, I, my, my like brain was like aware of this and fascinated by it. And then I had this serendipitous call of the guy who sold it and what attracted me to it. I think it's, you know, it's part of it is it's a magic trick and what 18 year old kid guy, 18 year old guy doesn't like magic tricks, right? Uh, I think that was part of it. And then I think part of it was the challenge. I like taking tests. You know, it's like, oh, hey, an online IQ test on Facebook. Let's do it. I'll waste 20 minutes doing this. You know, I just like tests. So it was just a, a, a perfect storm there. Plus, I could make money doing it. I mean, perfect storm, <laughs> right? Absolutely. Okay. So let's say you took on this challenge to become a memory expert. Now, what steps are you taking to actually be the best of the best? Because it's one thing to say, hey, I want to be great at memory, but it's another thing to say, I want to be the greatest. So can you take us inside your mind as you go to progress from this telemarketer to becoming this US champion and expert in, and what kind of practices or habits did you have to instill to become the best of the best? Yeah, so I think, you know, the desire to become the best of the best, it came down to, uh, in a, 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 a I started speaking on memory in 1991, probably by 1998, 99, year 2000, and eight, nine years into it. You know, the the people, the, the MCs of the events are writing up my bios as they're introducing me, and I'm walking up on stage and like, hey, this is Ron White, one of the world's foremost memory experts. 
And I think anybody in the world who gets called the world foremost in their career, unless they've done something that they really feel, wait a minute, what have I done to earn that other than just the longevity of eight years? So I was like, I got to prove this. I got to prove this to myself. If I got I, I to gotta earn this. I can't just give myself a title and, or the MC of an event can't give me a title. I have to earn this title. So I sat out to start competing in memory tournaments and memory championships. And, uh, and it was partly a uh, competitive, but also, uh, you know, just, uh, being an integrity in my business. I wanted, I wanted to be able to say I was the best, but I can't just say that. So I had to go out and win these tournaments and, and, and set these records. And then when you get involved in it and you start see the, setting the records and you start winning the championships, then it's like, I want more. I want to be better. I want to be better. I want to be better. And it's not, I want to be better than you. It's, I want to be better than me. I want a quick, sharp brain for me. So... I got to make very clear. I was doing, uh, I was doing it for me almost all along. At the beginning, I was doing it to prove to myself that I am the top, earn the title. Of what how I was getting introduced, anyways. I, I guarantee you this: there are memory experts out there that didn't earn any titles, and that's how they introduced themselves. I'm like, come on, dude, come on. <laughs> uh, but then it just became a thing for me, for me, proving yeah. it to me and being yeah. better than me. I love it. I love it. That is pouring into yourself, not worrying about what other people say you have to be, but you're putting that earning on yourself. But also with that earning, Ron, comes a lot of pressure. So I have to imagine when you were getting going and I know I've heard that you would give out uh, you do free talks and three months later you do a seminar and you'd have all these people and you'd have to you'd have to remember their name and memorize. Like, did you feel the pressure of this having to be the best or earning this this reputation as the best memorization expert? How did you deal with immense pressure of being at the top? Well, there was a lot of mental pressure. A lot of it was just business pressure. You know, uh, you're you're an 18, right. 19, 20 year old kid. It's, I mean, it's the same business I got now, except I don't speak for free anymore. But <laughs> I'd go out and give these free 30 minute talks and at the end sell a ticket to a seminar sell 200, 250 tickets, that'd be a good seminar at $200 a pop. And, but the thing is, is some of them signed up 90 days ago, 120 days ago, 60 days ago. So there was a lot of pressure of being able to recall these names as these 100 people walked through the door. But I, I thrived on that. I mean, I, I it, the, the memory stuff itself was never any pressure. Uh, like, oh, I got to remember this or uh, I got to get this right on a TV show. Uh, you know, Mike Tyson wants me to memorize a 150 digit number and all these ladies names in front of I ne I've never felt pressure as far as memory goes. And I guess, you know, when I look at like the Olympics, I'm like, how can they how can they have a performer that pressure to do those spins off the diving board? It's just repetition. You know, they've done it so many times. I think what I maybe felt the pressure was was just business, you know. Oh, I've got to get my taxes done. Oh man, accounting. Uh, I got to get my marketing. I got to do the SEO. I got to do the advertising. I think that's the kind of pressure that got to me. But with that, I just tried to outsource as much as I could. <laughs> You're a smart man. Bring on pe good people that, that know what they that they do, their talents and their abilities. So on that point too, like that's the pressure you find, but you also found peace and serenity in losing it all. Am I correct? As an entrepreneur, as growing this business, am I right in saying that it got all taken away from you at some point? 
Yeah, it, it had, and um, which you know, when when it all gets taken away from you, and you had nothing to start with, you know, I didn't come from a, a wealthy family. Uh, it's not a it's not a huge blow, but you know, it did. So I started speaking, and I remember I had my where the first month I made like twenty to in the low twenty thousand dollars for in one month, you know, and I was a twenty four year old kid. Huh? And I started doing that consistently. And that's a lot of money for, you know, yeah. Uh, yeah. you know, that's a lot of money. You know, yeah, <laughs> my totally last not Rockefeller, totally, you know what I'm saying? Totally, and I was 24 years old. So this was 24 years ago. Whew. So how can we all take away these memorization tips? So let's say like for myself personally, and I'm sure you hear it all the time. Oh, I can't remember anybody's name. Within two seconds, I forget someone's name. I do. I really do. And I know it's about practicing it and continually to 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 remember like actually tell myself these people's names but do you have any tips or tricks or things that you use in particular to make sure that you know everybody all the time well uh and here's let me first of all let me take the pressure off everybody i don't know everybody all the time but i know i know what you're getting at <laughs> do you know my name Rob? I, I do you know my name? I, what's that do you remember my name uh yeah you're you're jordan montgomery right <laughs> Tell David Nurse I said hi. Uh, Sorry, keep going. Uh, but um, I, here's here is one thing. Here is you know what? Here's when I, this may, this may be an important point before we get into the memory tips. We just kind of stumbled upon this. But when I go speak for a conference, Jordan's conference, I'll have two or anybody's conference. I'll have two or three hundred people that I'm at stand up right. So these 200, 300 people stand up and then I jump off stage and I start calling off their names. And as I call off their names, they're having a seat. Now, this is something to think about for a second, because as a speaker, that's a huge risk. You ha you're given a 60 minute keynote. And the first thing you're doing is you're saying, I'm going to repeat 300 people's names. Well, what if you don't do it? Your entire yeah. speech is messed up, right? So it's a huge risk. It's a huge risk. But it's a risk that I thrive on. I love that pressure. I love that adrenaline. But here's the thing. How many times do I get it 100% correct? 10% of the time. 90% of the time, there'll be four or five people standing up at the end, and I'll make jokes about them not remembering their name, and everybody laughs, and they sit down. But here's the thing. I get up and give my speech, and they think it's a great speech. Nobody expects even the USA Memory Championship champion to be perfect. So don't. Ex so I would encourage everybody listening to this to don't expect yourself to be perfect. Ooh. Now, next, I would say I do simple things like I try to drink as much water as I can every day. A dehydrated brain can't focus, and if you drink a lot of caffeine, you better drink a lot more water because that's going to dehydrate you. Um, uh, uh, take an omega three pill every day. Take a multivitamin every day. If I get it, if I get my entire day wrong, I know I've done three good things every day. I've drank a lot of water. I've taken a multivitamin and I've taken an omega three pill because that's for brain health. That's for the ability to focus. Now, if I do those three things, can I walk into a conference and meet two hundred people and remember all their names? No, but it's still good to have a healthy brain. What do you have to do to develop a habit of being able to get good at names? Here's the first thing, that the most useful thing. Everybody you meet, turn their name into a picture. David. Ah, oh, what's David? Ah, oh, David and Goliath. Or a divot. You know, when you go golfing and you make a divot in the ground. All right, got it. Lisa, what's a picture for that? Ah, oh, so you're, at, you're eating at your favorite restaurant. You look at the waitress's name. The name tag says Lisa. Ask yourself, what's a picture for Lisa? Oh, I'll use the Mona Lisa. 
Okay, great. Now you go to the bank, and there is a guy named Steve. You see it on his name tag. What? Oh, stove. I'll use stove. Here's the point I'm, I'm getting at. David, the best thing that we can do is throughout the day, every time we meet somebody, ask ourselves, what is a picture for that name? It's a great little brain game to play with yourself. But if you do that for a month or two, what's going to happen is you're going to build up this encyclopedia of pictures for names. Once you determine Lisa's the Mona Lisa or Steve is a stove or David is a divot, hmm. every David is a divot. Every Lisa is the Mona Lisa. Nice. Every Karen is a carrot. But here's here's my summing up this point, I guess I would say. The brain exercise is every single day for the next 30 to 60 days, turn everybody's first name into a picture that you meet. Then you're going to develop this glossary of 100 or 200 pictures. And then start, when you see David, see him golfing or something, and, and, with the, and he's making divots all over his face. Create pictures. The mind remembers pictures. Oh, that is so good, Ron. So, okay, I'm creating this encyclopedia of pictures. Now, how often am I going back to review these? Because as we all know, developing muscle memory isn't just about a one-time thing. Are you doing it every day? Do you have a whole list? Are you doing it weekly? Do you have any structure with your habits of the picture creation? Yeah, so if I if if if, if I meet uh, – if I, if I spoke at a conference today and met 200 people and I went back to that conference in two months – I wouldn't remember 200 names. I remember four or five. Why? Because it's really what you just said. I didn't review. Yeah. Review is a key component of memory. So this is what I would encourage everybody to do. You don't necessarily have to review Steve as a stove, Lisa's the Mona Lisa, Karen is a carrot, Brian is a brain, Matt is a doormat. I think maybe if you just went through the alphabet and kind of reviewed that way, thought of all the A names you could and B, you know, maybe that's good enough. But if you want to start remembering people's names, attaching it to it, you, you are going to have to have some some sort of review. I would recommend maybe one of two things, maybe on the notepad on your cell phone, you know, create, you know, a notepad. Yeah. I met David. I imagined a divot on his his uh, his goatee. In other words, pick out a facial feature. I met Lisa. I imagined the Mona Lisa in her eyes. Yeah. I met Steve. I imagined the stove cooking on his ears. Why his ears? Maybe his ears were big. But you have to go back to that notepad and review. Or maybe if you are almost 50 like me, you don't like typing it in your cell phone. You like writing it in a three-ring binder notebook, and that's what I do. <laughs> uh, or maybe you can get one of those flashcard apps on your phone and review it. But you do have to go back and review it. And, I, and, I'll, and, and, and last time to button up this point, I will say that in the day and age we're living in, when you meet somebody, there's no reason you can't go on social media and get their photograph and put it in a PowerPoint presentation of everybody yeah. that you've met with their name under it and the picture that you created and then review that PowerPoint once a week. Uh, there's no reason you can't do that. But you're going to have to come up with your own system, but at least go back and review. Who did I meet yesterday? Who did I meet last week? Who did I meet last month? And you might say to this, you might say, Ron, that's a lot of work. That's too much work. Oh, really? Is it too much work? To sell somebody a $200,000 home or a, a, a $500,000 home or whatever or a, or a $60,000 car and then six weeks later see them at the grocery store and you don't remember their name and so you don't build the friendship, you don't get their referrals. Yeah, it's a lot of work. But and, 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 and let me say this last thing on that. It's not just you're remembering their names so you can make more money. You're remembering their names because they're a person. Yes. That's it. So Even good. if you never get anything from them. 
And because I don't want to see memory as transactional. I'm remembering your name so I can get some business from you. No, I'm remembering your name because you're a person. You're an equal human being to me. And I want to remember your name and show you the dignity and respect. And I want to build a friendship with you. Ron, I love that on so many levels. And what you hit on there, too, is what I call system plus process equals results. You set up your own system. And you do it in a process in your habits, and that's what's going to bring you the results. And, and people love nothing more than being able to hear their own name. And so if you can remember somebody's name, remember the kids they have, it goes an extremely long way. And I love how you said it, man. It's not about transactional. It's about relational. And relational always leads to transactional just by default. So, Ron, you're extremely passionate. It comes through the microphone. It comes through the camera, and I love it. That's what the obsession of the search for awesome is all about. So my question to you is, what wakes you up every morning that fires you up? Like, why are you juiced up to do what you do? What's, what's, what's your, your drive, your fire to keep going? The first thing that wakes me up every morning is I have a talking parrot. And at 6.30 in the morning, every morning, as soon as the sun creeps through the window, he says, what you doing, pretty boy? Are you hungry? I'm like, I'm in bed. And he's like, hello, how are you? What's going on? I'm like, oh, my gosh. That's the first thing that wakes me up. And that's kind of a joke. But what what wakes me up and and, and the drive? You know, I think what drives me is just the constant awareness that i'm mortal you know i yeah. i think that that if we the reason we waste days is because you know we're the only species on the planet that is aware that one day we're going to die you know like a dog doesn't isn't really aware he will he will get that burst of danger i gotta run away but when he's laying on the porch he doesn't really realize you know what one day i'm gonna die you know <laughs> but humans are aware of this and but even though we're aware of it, we don't really use it to drive us. I'm 48. I can't run as fast as I used to. I can't. I don't have have the the physical ability that I used to. So it, it's it's easier for me to remember it maybe than a younger guy. But I'm just so aware that my time is limited, um, and 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 I think that is something that that really drives me. Just the awareness that that time is slipping away, and I can never get it back. Uh, that's, that's a big driver for me. Yeah, that's a great, I mean, that puts the, the sense of urgency on what you're doing. And, and I have so much respect for people that are just so passionate about their, I mean, their mission that they're on and you're on a mission and you're on a mission more than just the drive for yourself. Like you have the ability to teach so many people, like, think about it. If you get in the hands of these ultimate leaders who have tons of influence and you can teach them these type of skills, these type of learning skills, that changes the world. So like, do you see, do you foresee something as this, this next mission that you have or, or how can you, if in your thoughts, and I'm just kind of throwing this out there right now, maybe you haven't thought of it. Like, how can you change the world of leadership through teaching memorization, through teaching? Cause I have to assume it's not just names. It's, it's, you remember how to learn things in school and, and everything. Yeah, and so I guess, you know, I, 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 I was passionate about my answer on what fires you up. And I guess it's really a two-part, a two-part uh, after I get past the joke of my parrot, I guess it's a two-part answer. The first, the first part of the answer is I am driven by the knowledge that I am mortal. 
But, well, if, okay, so you're mortal, right? You're mortal. Well, what does that mean? Well, that means the, the goals that I have, I have a finite time to accomplish them. Okay, so what are those goals? And that's kind of what you're talking about is, yeah. is what I'm, I'm motivated to uh, help people realize the, the power of their brain. And, 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 and really, that, and that's not even the best way to say it. I, am, I want people to achieve their dreams and whatever yes. is important to them. And yes. that's and, 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 and I believe having a better memory will help you do that. Now, here's what I mean by that. I have a, a decent subscriber base on YouTube. Every week I get emails. Ron, I am a student in India. You don't know how much you've helped me. You have helped me get good grades, and I'm going to become a doctor now. Ron, I am in Iran. I'm having to break the law just to access your YouTube videos, but I break the law to access your YouTube videos because you are helping me get education I can't get here in my country. I get that all the time. And I remember when I got that email from Iran, I copied my assistant, and I said, he's breaking the law to to get our training. Let's give him our course for free. Um, but that's what drives me. The fact that I know that there is these people out there that are studying to be doctors and lawyers and, and, uh, and, and fulfill their dreams, do what they want to do, become a pilot, be, you know, become a, a airplane mechanic, whatever it is. And they, and they're like, I'm going to give up on my dream. I'm going to give up on my dream because I can't remember the information. I can't pass the test. I'm going to give up on my dream. And I'm like, no, don't give up on your dream. I can help you pass this test. I can help you pass this test. So I don't know if I have any ideas of changing the world or anything, but I want to grab as many of those individual people as I can and help them fulfill their dreams and live their life. And I do get passionate uh, because of the Internet about these people in, 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 in poorer countries that are really impacted by what I'm doing. And, and that means a lot to me. So I'm mortal and I'm driven by that because I know – I want to help as many people as I can accomplish their dreams. And then there will be that ripple effect, but I don't worry about the ripple effect. Yep. Let them do what they want to do with their lives. Let them live their lives the way they want to live. And in that process, it's going to create a ripple effect throughout humanity and, and impact humanity in a positive way. But I'm just going to worry about me helping that one person and then another person and then another person and to live the, the dream that they want. Dude, that is so good. That is that is finding the awesome. That is showing people like you have done with your passion. When you had that challenge to become a memorization expert, you used it for your career. You used it for your mission. And you're showing other people they can do the same. So not only you telling them and helping them learn, but just by you living out what you are doing, Ron, that has a ripple effect. So you absolutely are going to change. With And I love it because you're not focused on that. That's not the focus of changing millions of lives, but it happens. So... Man, that's amazing. Okay, Ron, before we wrap up here, I could talk to you all day and I've got some some questions maybe off air that I'll ask you how, you how I can just set up my own memorization menu so I can work on daily, but I'm gonna throw you on the rapid fire hot seat. So these are quick answer questions. Whatever comes to your mind, you hit them. What, do you have a favorite mindset quote that you live by or a quote that's really stuck out to you through the years, maybe on your bathroom mirror, something that really stands out to you, Ron? I do. And yes. I don't even have to think about it. Yeah, it's going nice. to take me longer to set it up than it's going to take me to tell you what it is. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, Marcus Aurelius, he had, a, he had a, something that he wrote in his writings, Meditations. And he wrote, you have 
control over your mind, not outside events. Realize this, and this is your strength. Oof. That is so powerful for me. I have control over my mind and not outside events. That is my strength. And, you know, you know, uh, somebody recently you know, said to me, Ron, I really want to have this meeting with you, but I, there's going to be a couple people there, and, and they don't really like you. And I'm like, there's no good reason for them not to like me. I'm a lovable guy. You know, I, I think they are totally wrong. But that's not what I said. I didn't try to defend myself or whatever. I said, you know what? That's okay. I have no control over that. I have control over my mind, not outside stuff. And it, it spills over to so many examples. But that's my that quote helps me so much with anxiety or when I get stressed or whatever. That's so good. Like We can't control any of these outside things. Just only control what your mind controls. I love it, man. What does, what does leaving a legacy mean? mean to you ron if it's not necessarily what the world says or what a billboard might say but what does leaving a legacy mean to ron white you know this answer is probably gonna be different for a lot of people i don't have children and uh, at this point in my life i don't expect to um just because where my life is right now so i i don't have kids you know i don't i think if you have kids you look at a legacy yeah. maybe oftentimes through totally. your kids um, I don't. So my answer might be a little bit different. My answer is to live absolutely the best I can today. Nice. Help as many people as I can today. And I just focus really on that. And then tomorrow, helping as many people as I can tomorrow, being the best I can tomorrow. I don't I do. I am very aware of the fact that over the last 500 years, there are, uh, you know, maybe 50 real leaders in memory. And I hope that I work my way into that, not because I want them to know my name, Ron White. I don't care if they strip my name off of all the, the stuff I've written or whatever, but it has the teachings, the things that I, I'll tell you what, there's a memory expert right now out there now, and he's teaching some of my stuff that, that I know I came up with. <laughs> and I'm like, that's awesome. Yeah. That's my legacy. It's not about my name. It's about my not my knowledge getting spread. So, my legacy is doing the best I can today, helping as many people as I can, and the, the ripple effect is what it is. But also, I do hope that I can put enough writing or videos or podcasts out there that as long as the internet is around, it will continue to live. And who knows, maybe in 20 or 30 years, somebody will be listening to this, and maybe your kids will be listening to this, and they'll learn something, and it's going to help them with a job that they're on. And that's my legacy. You do a great job of living in the present. Like you, you have excitement for what's to come, but you're living in today, making the impact on today and not worrying about what happened in the past. So that's you ultimately, through your teachings, also show people how to live present. And that's something a lot of people, basically everybody is searching for. So don't sell yourself short on that, too. It's not just memorization. It's the lifestyle of living in the present and having an impact. And Man, just the the best form of flattery, by the way, is when people steal your stuff because it's really good. So that is, right. I like how you said that, man. All right. I got a fun one here for you, Ron. If you could invite three people to a dinner party, three people that you want to learn from, have a conversation with, dead or alive, it can be two, two or three. Who are you inviting and what are you eating? So what is your favorite death row meal, basically? 
<laughs> well, since I live in the present and I live every day, you know, if it's my last, I always eat a death row meal every day. That's why I'm, I'm pretend. I'm just kidding. Uh, but, uh, you know, my first answer, I want to give, I want to act, I'm going to take a, uh, I'm going to make an exception for myself and I'm going to allow myself to give two answers on this Perfect. because my first one's a real answer and it's emotional answer. It's, and these people are all three alive, my mom, my dad, and my sister, nice. but we haven't all sat down and had a meal together in over 30 years, three zero. Wow. So that's something that is possible, you know, it, it, geographically it's difficult, but it w- I think I think we would all just be crying. But that's my ultimate. But let's now let's identify with something that everybody on the podcast can identify with. I thought about this and I thought a lot about this. Um, I would I would have uh, Leonardo da Vinci. Um, Abraham Lincoln. And then the next one was a toss up, you know, I I I. I was between Harriet Tubman and the Wright brothers. Nice. But let me go back and I'll walk you through why on each one. Okay. Leonardo da Vinci. I'm I, I, First of all, he was a Renaissance man, one of the greatest geniuses of all time. There's no doubt about that. He, uh, he built a water-powered alarm clock in the 1500s. Jeez. But I think he invented based upon kind of the knowledge of the day. I would like him to see what's the technology that we have today. And then I would like to see his mind work. Oh, this is how I could build upon this. This is what the future is like. I think if we put his mind today, he could come up with some crazy things for the future. So I'd like to see what he would come up with based on today's technology. Number two, Abraham Lincoln. Not, I wouldn't ask him any questions. I wouldn't say, hey, Abraham, look, let me teach me, although there could be great value in that. I would want him to say, you gave your life, essentially, and you fought for the, 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 the union to stay together. Man, it stayed together. Look at it. We have some problems, but we're still together. Look at it. Look, you were successful, man. And then I would just want him to look out over our country and cry that what he did 160 years ago was worthwhile. And then I would, the two, the, the, the tie, uh, Harriet Tubman, just, it, she was recently, she's not somebody that I've studied a lot, but recently I did. And, and I just thought, wow, that's a lot of bravery, what she did. Yeah. And I'd also like her to look, you know, for the fruits of her labor, what happened. And I so I got four. And then the Wright brothers, <laughs> I would want to ask them, did you have any idea? Did you have any idea we'd be going to the moon? <laughs> Man, you oh. thought that through. Those are awesome answers, Ron. But I what, what are you eating? Oh, what are we eating? We're going to be eating uh, oatmeal cookies, <laughs> sweet tea, and um, uh, cream cheese pie, Oof. and chicken fried steak, and then we're going to go into a coma. Yeah. See, go out on your own terms. Eat yourself yeah. out into a coma. I love it. Hey, Ron, how can we all follow everything you're doing? You mentioned YouTube. You have series that you sell. Yeah, I mean, available to be brought in to speak. How can we all learn more from you, Ron? Well, thank you for having me on your podcast. And, Absolutely. you know, I, I wish you tremendous success with this. Uh, if I have, if you want to learn more, just free stuff for me from me uh, ronwhitevideo.com ronwhitevideo.com redirects to my youtube but if you're like raw you know what i can't free stuff is good but i really want to buy your full course wonderful that's wonderful blackbeltmemory.com blackbeltmemory.com because when you finish it you're gonna have a black belt in memory like black mm. belt in karate now 
sometimes you have to hit the www.blackbeltmemory.com. I don't know what's going on with that right now, but blackbeltmemory.com, maybe put the www. I don't know. Figure that if, if, if you'll be smart enough to figure that out, everybody listening is. And then, <laughs> and then I would just say, yeah, I'd be happy. I'm 48 years old. I want to be speaking at conferences another 20 years. So if you're having a conference or a convention and you think, man, I'd love somebody to memorize all 200 names and then repeat them and then teach us how to do it. I would love to be that guy. Ron, that's awesome. I'm going to link to all that in the show notes, and we are going to gift a few special listeners your course. So we'll have some of our listeners becoming memorization experts. I will as well, so I can become a memorization expert, and I'll connect you with with as many people as I can. Ron, you, you're a you're a light. You, I love your passion, man. I love your passion. And just before I let you go here, if you could leave somebody with just a drop the mic, be a, just a, a one liner on on why they should follow their passion and why they should search for their awesome. I'll tell you, I'll leave you with a Theodore Roosevelt quote, and I might have to explain it, but I'll say the quote first. Comparison is the thief of joy. Nice. Comparison is the thief of joy. So find your passion. Find what drives you. And who cares if it matches up with are you still able to keep up with the Joneses by following this passion? Who cares? Comparison is a thief of joy. Find what is your passion, what makes you happy, what makes you peaceful. I'm living on 13 acres in the middle of nowhere and have to do this podcast from my car. <laughs> I'm not in some mansion with a swimming pool over there and some ladies bringing me drinks, but I couldn't be happier. Yes. So, Find what drives you and and feel less driven by what is going to impress others, but find what drives you and then you'll have peace. And then you know what? Then you're going to, then you will impress others because you earn the respect of others by earning the respect of yourself and you earn the respect of yourself by following your passion. Oh, drop the mic, Ron White. That was beautiful. Man, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. And I I promise you, this is an episode I will never forget. Not just a play on words there, but Ron, you're the man. Thank you so much for your time. Hey, thank you. I enjoyed it. Thank you.